Welcome. You are listening to The Mindful Minute, meditations created for everyday joy. I'm your host, Meryl Arnett, and my passion is making meditation accessible and enjoyable. This podcast is recorded from my live Monday night meditation class, where we have a brief discussion followed by a guided meditation. If you would like to access these meditation practices as standalone audio files for your daily practice, please subscribe to my newsletter at merylarnett.com. It's free and you'll receive a new mini meditation each week, along with behind the scenes content and bonus material for each podcast episode. All right, let's grab a cup of tea, a comfy seat, and settle in for today's practice. All right, here we are. We are about to embark on a new series, a new five-week series, which feels like the trend of 2023, apparently. We've just done the ethical teachings of meditation. And traditionally, if you were like learning this within a lineage in ancient teachings, the next step would be to learn these next five teachings. The first five are often called restraints, right? Like these are things we're actively taught to restrain ourselves from, to like limit excess, to limit possessiveness, to limit violence. These next five are often called observances. These are things that we observe within ourselves as a way to sort of mindfully engage with ourselves and the world. And I tend to think of them really as like, these are the five tenets of mindful living, right? If the first five are the ethical teachings, this is like mindful living, which is lovely. That being said, I want to take a minute to sort of preface this series because What I witness quite often in meditation circles and with students over the years in countless environments, I witness an overwhelming, perpetual drive to better ourselves. Like the expectations and the lists, the goals, the dreams, the perfect you know, 3.0 version of each of us is crystal clear in all of our brains, I'm guessing. And the work that we do to get there is never ending. And I want to be unbelievably clear in saying that that is not what this series is about. We're not here to create version 3.0. We are not here to create some better, mythical, perfect version of ourselves through any type of spiritual practice, much less meditation. What we're here to do is remember ourselves. We are here to remember our innate awesomeness, wholeness, enoughness, as we are in this moment. And that includes in this moment with anxiety, 
with depression, with addiction, with PTSD, like you name your scenario. And I am here to tell you that we're remembering our enoughness, our awesomeness. And it's the remembering that is the healing, right? This is, I mean, I could, this could be a whole series in and of itself. It's probably already been 10 series. It'll probably be 10 more because I find myself talking about it every day in conversation with students. And because we're about to embark on five weeks of tenants that we can apply to ourselves, I just want to start with this reminder that this is not a reason to come down on yourself because you're not good enough. This is not a reason to beat yourself up because you can't do these things perfectly. This is here for us to observe, to engage with, to be curious about, to play with it if it feels good. And if it makes you feel bad, then it's not the moment to engage, right? We're not here to come up with a new way that we're not good enough. We already have enough of them. We don't need any more reasons that we're not good enough. And so as we start this series, let's just remember that we have full permission to start where we are. We don't have to understand this 100%. We don't have to take this on 100%. We are going to show up as we are, curious, open, interested maybe, and we'll take the pieces that feel right for us in the moment and we'll grow from there together, yeah? So that being said, the first tenant is in Sanskrit, is socha. And socha is translated as purity. Now I'm going to tell you that I have a deep aversion to the word purity and pure. I've in my personal experience and opinion that sort of purity lens really easily lends itself to brutal judgment, to othering, to oppression, to all manner of hurt towards ourselves and others. So I I, I really like, I almost didn't teach this series because I didn't want to talk about purity. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to use that word. I'm not interested in perpetuating pure anything. And yet, the teachings are good. They're interesting and important, and they're not about judgment and oppression and othering. So we're going to rename it. But before we rename it, let's take a moment just to identify the relational quality of this tenant as a starting point. So when we're talking about purity, we are not talking about trying to make something pure. We're not trying to make ourselves pure. We're not trying to make someone else pure or something pure. What we're trying to do is to engage the moment 
the thing, the being, in a pure way. We're trying to be with something in a pure way rather than make something be pure. Does that make sense? And so you can be a hot mess and engage the moment in a pure way. You can be completely awake, clear about how you're feeling, honest about how you're feeling, fully present, pure, and be, you know, a hot mess. It has nothing to do with how quote unquote good or clean we are. Okay. That being said, when I explore this tenant, what really comes to mind for me, because I so actively avoid any type of pure words, is mindful decluttering. And so that's what I'm renaming this tenant as. Socha is now mindful decluttering, which I hope feels gentler. When we think about mindful decluttering, we can think about that externally and internally, right? This is full body, all-encompassing, uncluttering the mind, the body, our living spaces, our workspaces, our relationships. And we can think about it, you know, when we think about the physical spaces, at least what comes to mind for me immediately is Marie Kondo. You like remember the Marie Kondo phase a couple of years ago, right? And she so brilliantly would have us, the person who's decluttering, pick up the object and ask, does this bring me joy? And if the answer is no, it was gone. If the answer was yes, it was kept. I mean, there's no better teaching of decluttering in my personal opinion. And there's no better teaching of this tenant than, does this bring me joy? This is not about a minimalist lifestyle. It's not about some mythical, perfect, you know, quote unquote, healthy diet. It's about finding a way to engage with joy and to connect with and enliven our energy. That's the whole point of this teaching. Because like take, uh, you know, I'm in my office right now, like behind my computer right now is my desk and my partner's desk and books and all kinds of stuff. And I clean it every Monday before I teach. Like I come down here with the Swiffer and the vacuum and I you know the papers that need to go, they go and the books get reorganized on the shelf. And I do it because when I sit here, I don't want my eyes to keep looking over at that pile of crap I haven't dealt with, right? Because I'm going to get I'm going to get distracted. I'm going to lose my train of thought. I'm going to be like, "Oh, I was supposed to recycle that. Shoot, I forgot. Recycling was this morning." Right? So, when things are cluttered, I know you have that feeling in your own space, right? When things are so cluttered, we feel it energetically. We get like angry or anxious or uncomfortable. It's like we're living our life looking through a dirty window. How can we possibly engage the moment with integrity or clarity when we're, you know, encumbered by physical clutter? This this piece of the teaching goes hand in hand with non-excess and non-possessiveness. I'm not saying, I know you know, but I'll say it out loud. I'm not saying go clean your whole house when you're done listening to this, right? Like, don't go crazy. But what you might do 
is clean a thing, a surface, the surface where your mail builds up. Or like right now, there is a drawer in my kitchen that every time I open it, a piece of me dies. It's so bad. (laughs) There's so much horrid random, like there must be receipts from a decade ago in this drawer. Why have I not cleaned it out? I don't know. I'm overwhelmed. So that, that would be the thing that I would clean the one drawer. And then every time I walk into my kitchen, I would notice, how do I feel? What if you cleaned off your nightstand before you go to bed tonight? And then notice how your sleep feels. Now, we can apply those same decluttering techniques to ourselves in the ways that we clothe ourselves, in the ways that we eat, in the lotions that we put on our skin, the media that we consume, the conversations we have, the relationships we have, the thoughts that we think. We could think of those each as their own little individual drawers. And maybe one of them is the one that you're like, oh yeah, I need to look there, right? And it's not, you know, I just, I know I keep saying it, but I, um, it's so important to me that this is clear. It's not extremism. It is not extremism. It is, does this bring me joy? There's a huge difference in those two lenses. Please pick the one that involves joy. Now, because this is energetic, this is the work of aligning our energy. In our meditation practice, we are always tapping into our energy. And one of the ways we can do that really, really easily is through breath work. And so in tonight's meditation, I'm going to do some very light guidance around some breath work that we can do together. And I don't often teach that. And the reason I don't teach it is because, of course, anytime you're altering your natural breathing, it can be intense. And because this goes out as a podcast to many, many people that I do not know, and I don't know traumas and environments and stories, I want to keep our practices as safe as humanly possible. And the practice that we're going to do tonight is incredibly safe. We're not doing anything that is dramatic or I hope scary or feels intense, but should it, should you try it and be like, whoa, this feels intense or I feel uncomfortable, you can ignore it and just breathe normally the whole time. It's completely fine. The one last thing I want to say real quick before we practice is this. So traditionally, if you were to look up socha in the yoga sutras, let's say, you would read about cleansing rituals and practices for the body, cleansing the body, that are called shatkriyas. They're very specific, very intense practices. And they are only taught or should only be taught with a experienced qualified teacher in a direct relationship with you to guide you through the practice and to support you through the practice and after the practice. 
And so I'm not going into those because it's not appropriate for a podcast or even for a group class, quite honestly. Um, But I wanted to name it because thus far, like through the ethics and up until this point, I really have to the letter taught these teachings. And in this specific one, Socha, I'm deviating slightly and I'm offering the pieces that feel applicable to our everyday lives. You know, if you are going to go join a monastery at some point, Kriyas are a practice you'll explore. And that is awesome. They are intense and opening and whole new levels of practice. And you don't need them to function in carpool and the office and with your community, right? (laughs) So we'll be mindful of who we are and where we are. That being said, why don't we engage in a practice this evening, a 20-minute meditation that involves just a touch of breath work to help us align with that sense of energy. So take a moment, wiggle around, Let yourself settle and find a comfortable seat. Taking all the time you need to get yourself situated and balanced. To get any props that you might need. And when you feel ready, you'll sit yourself back. You'll let your hands rest onto your lap. And if you like, you can close your eyes. If that doesn't feel quite right, you can always take a soft gaze down towards the ground. Together as a group here, let's take a deep breath in. Exhale out a sigh. We'll do that once more, inhaling deeply. Exhaling out a sigh. And our practice begins as we silently say to ourselves, now is my time to meditate. Now is my time to meditate. And as you say those words, for a moment, bring all of your attention to your seat. Inviting yourself to sit down fully and gently This act in and of itself is a practice of nonviolence. Letting go of your day to day. Letting go of your plans for tomorrow. And feeling yourself settle inside your own body. 
taking a moment to check in with your spine, making sure that it feels tall, that you feel awake. As your breath flows, you might feel the space across your forehead softening. The skin around the eyes, letting go some of its tension. Letting go along your jaw. The inside of the cheeks. Letting go down the sides of the neck and across the shoulders. As we breathe for a moment, just allowing the chest muscles and the heart muscle to soften. As if just by being seated here, we could soften some of that protective armor that we wear. We let go of the muscles in the belly. Down through the thighs. the calves, and the soles of the feet. And gradually we'll bring our awareness right to the navel center. Just so you can feel yourself breathing in and out here at the belly. As you breathe in, your belly expands a little bit. And as you breathe out, your belly contracts a little bit. without forcing anything, without struggling or straining. Let your just, yourself just feel that bit of movement. Inhale, belly expands. Exhale, belly contracts. Feeling yourself breathing in and out. 
and without changing anything at all. The next time you breathe in, just imagine that you're inhaling only through your left nostril. Feeling air moving in through the left nostril. And when you breathe out, feel it moving out of the right nostril. And then when you breathe in, imagine you are breathing in just through that right nostril. And out through the left. You're not forcing anything. You're not physically changing anything. As you inhale, it goes in through the left, out through the right, and then you'll reverse it. You'll breathe in through the right and out through the left. An easy back and forth. Switching sides just with your own awareness. And if you get mixed up or confused, you don't have to worry. You can always start inhaling on the left side. And exhaling out the right. And then you switch, you inhale in the right. And you exhale out the left. We'll do this for another minute. And if you haven't already let go of that flow, do it now. Feeling yourself breathing in and out easily through both nostrils. And see if your breath can morph into a circle now. 
Feeling yourself breathing in and seamlessly breathing out. Inhale, blending into exhale, and exhale into inhale. Feeling your breath flow in the shape of a circle. Feeling yourself centered and calm in the middle of this circle. Breath flowing seamlessly around you. We'll rest here in silence for the next six minutes.
Feeling your breath here. Noticing the quality of energy in your body. In your mind. Allowing your breath to flow freely and very gradually starting to deepen that breath. Wiggle your fingers and your toes. And as you find your edges, once again, you'll straighten up the spine if you've slumped over. You'll lift through the crown of the head. And together, we'll take one more deep breath in. Exhale out a sigh. Taking all the time you need to let go of your practice, to blink your eyes open once again. As you let go of that practice today, you might decide for the next week to explore this mindful decluttering through a physical space, through an internal space. Maybe pick one thing, just one, that you are curious about that might bring some joy as you pay attention to it. And we'll come back next week and we'll pick this series right back up again. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Mindful Minute. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider sharing it with a friend or leaving me a review wherever you get your podcasts. This helps others to find the show. And let's face it, we could definitely use more meditators in this world. The Mindful Minute is recorded on Muskogee land and produced with the support of Madeline Day Production Management and Brianna Nielsen Virtual Assistance. To join my live classes, ask questions, or learn more about my teacher trainings, please visit merylarnett.com. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you guys next week.